I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Help us keep growing. Always much appreciated. And you can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Of course, it's Friday. I'm taping this Friday, so it's keys and predictions to Washington's really big game against the New York Giants on Sunday. And how fun is it to discuss big games in December in the NFC East? Nothing better in the NFL when the, than when the NFC East is this good. So I'll get to those keys and, and predictions in a minute. Don't forget, you can f- check out my son Matthew's uh, college football previews, taking a look at all the conference championship games called Between the Hashes. Go to Empire Media, find that out. Again, Between the Hashes, check it out. Does a good job putting out information that you need, that can make you smarter when you watch those college football games. Also, don't forget... I will be back after the game, wrapping up the game, immediately after the game. The podcast will be out, the, the Zoom, or the, excuse me, the YouTube version will be out Monday morning. And then, you know, we'll get, even though it's a bye week next week, still going to have a lot of content for you. A couple of interviews with players that I taped today that I think you'll enjoy, including one with Sam Howell. Everybody's obsession, apparently, but that's okay. I get it. Um, but I did talk to him, kind of find out where he's at so you can find out where he thinks he's at as well. So before I get into the keys and predictions, let's go over some injury updates, starting with who is going to miss on Sunday. And it starts with corner Benjamin St. Juice. Still dealing with that ankle sprain. Ron Rivera today called it a mid to high ankle sprain. I've been told that it's kind of more of a mid sprain. So he was out on the practice field today, went through some stretching. When they would walk during the stretching, he really wouldn't do a whole lot. Uh, Then he retreated to a side field, did some work there. So that's where he's at. So it'll be a second missed game. Don't know what his stats would be for the second Giants game, but the good thing for him is they have a bye week. He can get another week to recover. And so it's a good chance for him. I will also say, if you're going to miss two games, the Falcons and the Giants games are pretty good ones to miss. The Giants just don't have really that kind of receiving talent where you think, oh my God, how are you going to survive without one of your corners there? I think it's a good game to use their three and four safety sets and go from there. So I think if you again, if you're going to miss one, this is a good, a better one to miss. You always want your best guys out there. And he's done a really good job this year, but they survived his loss last week with, and uh, against the Falcons, when Christian Holmes went in there, they are facing a better quarterback this week in Daniel Jones than, than Mariota. I think he does throw the ball better. However, the receiving talent just isn't there. <clears throat> also, uh, guard Trey Turner, he's out as well, has an ankle and a knee injury. He had been playing better, but what this does is it gives him the opportunity to slide Sam Cosme inside to guard. This is something that they have talked about for doing for a while, and it's something that, to me, it's always made sense. 
I, I think I told you way back during the draft time that there was a talk of that. There was talk of them maybe even look at some of those tackles with the idea of moving Cosme inside. I think he can be a really good guard down the road. Um, I think he can be a fine tackle, but a really good guard. And I've told you before, the way they prioritize these positions, it's left tackle, center, and then right guard. And the reason they do that, and somebody asked me this on Twitter, so I thought I'd share with you. Left tackle, obviously, premium pass rushers. Center, line calls, very important this offense. Right guard, they, they in, in their evaluations, typically the best three technique is going to line up over that right guard or in that area. So that's why they like to have a, a really good right guard. Plus, I think, you know, get out gives you an advantage getting out in space. I think that's one thing that Cosme can do that, that Trey Turner could not is really help them out in space. So maybe the screen game, which to be honest has been there, except that they can't block it. It's that's a problem, but the design of the play is good because there have been plenty of times where you see those screens and they're there. If you just block, get out there and block your guy. Maybe Cosby can do that. First game inside there for him. It will be, maybe there's, you know, who knows what kind of adjustment I have to go right away, but it is, a, it's a quicker, it's a, it's a quicker hand placement in there inside there. Everything happens faster and you're, you're defending or you're trying to block bigger guys quicker. So be curious to see how he goes, but that's, what's going to happen there. And then of course, Chase Young listed as questionable with, um, with, because of the knee, I will say last week you sensed more optimism about about his chances for for uh, the Falcons game after he went through practice Wednesday and Friday. I think they're being they're definitely a lot more muted this week. Um, don't know. So I think they Ron Rivera said they take it up to Sunday. So that's what I think will happen. We may know Saturday afternoon. Um, last week you kind of knew on Saturday that he probably wouldn't go, and then. He woke, then he was sick, so that really automatically knocked him out. But even before that, there was a sense that it wasn't the week. Um, we'll see. Again, it's all about the confidence in the knee, so it's all up here right now. So we'll see. And then, of course, Antonio Gibson also listed as questionable because of a foot injury. Does Definitely sounds like he's going to go. So I don't think there's a lot of need to, to wonder about his availability because Scott Turner thought he would go. He was out there working today during individual drills. And then he would, but he was limited in practice overall. The fact that he was out there during drills, obviously a good sign. So I think he's going to go. So let's take a look at my three keys for this game. And I'm going to give you a prediction at the end. Number one key, attack the edges. Now that's in the run game because the Giants have two really good defensive tackles and Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence. Those guys are good. Their ends are, are not as good against the run. I don't like the way they play the run on the outside. Overall, against the run, the Giants aren't very good. They allow 5.16 yards per carry. That is 30th in the NFL. And they allow, they rank 23rd in yards allowed per game on the ground. If you're going to look at which area is more vulnerable, it's typically going to be off tackle and on the edges. They do a little bit worse outside there. And I say that because you have Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end. He's 260. They've got size over there, so use that size to attack him there. He's a good, he's a developing pass rusher, starting to make some more noise there, but use that size advantage against him and attack those edges. I think they can. I think they will have success there. I haven't liked when I've watched them. I don't necessarily like the way their defensive backs and with their run fits. 
So I think you can, I think that's why there's been some more chunk runs against them. And I like the way this run game is starting to come together. They they use more duo lessons, more power runs inside. So you may see some of that too. You get some of that duo. But the one, one thing I like what they've done too are those counter runs. And I say that now because I'm not a big fan of Jalen Smith as far as um how disciplined I think he plays. I think he, I think he gives some false steps and gets himself leaning out of position. That was his rep in Dallas. And you're seeing it just as much now in New York. So I think if you get some of that misdirection type action, I think you can get him out of position. And if you use some of the double teams inside, I think you're going to be okay with that. If you want to run inside, it's not like you can't, it's just that I think the edges are really where you can really do some more damage against them. Um, again, strong inside because that I like where Brian Robinson is at now as a running back. And so obviously should you, and they obviously do too, but you see the decisiveness and that's the key word. When you hear people talk about him, that's the number one word you hear. And you saw it last week. There were a number of times where boom, you hit it, not there bouncing. And, but then the other thing is, is he bounces. He really works to get his shoulders back and square. And it's why he's able to finish run strong on the edges, but it's the more the decisiveness that you saw. And one thing too, I like, I, again, Gibson could be a big, big factor here too. You get that power going inside with, with Robinson and you maybe hit him on some of the edge stuff. Both those guys can hit the edges. Gibson, Gibson, or excuse me, Robinson did a good job last week too. And here's the other thing. I remember talking, I was talking to Deami Brown about this today, about his blocking and it's been really good. And it's funny because I was just, you know, he's like, it's just a mindset. And one thing that this is where for you high school coaches out there, listen to this. So when he was in high school, he said that his coach really kind of emphasized his run blocking. And he's sitting there thinking like, I'm a stud receiver. What do I need to block for? But he did it. And then he saw the benefit and it's continued through college and into the NFL. And the like, so like he knows like, it, for him, it's just a desire thing, but it also, I think, helped playing special teams and being able to be more physical there and developing that in the NFL. But I do think it starts with he had the mentality already that he knows he needs to block and what the benefit can be. Because when you start getting those 21-yard runs, it's because the receivers are doing a good job blocking, and that's why Brown's out there. I think the other factor with him is they are throwing to him on occasion because for a while – if if he was in the game or if Dax Milne was a game, it was almost like an 80, it was a 80% chance of a run, most likely. But he's been involved more in the pass game in that little over route he ran last week where he had the diving catch. That's something that can help him as well, especially when they use play action. And I think they'll use that on Sunday. More of that, more on that in a minute. Anyway, attack the edges, run the damn ball, keep it going. No need to change. As Scott Turner said on Thursday, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There you go. That's number one. Number two, handle the blitz because the one guarantee that we know on Sunday is that New York is going to blitz. Get this number. Check this out. The Giants lead the NFL with 178 blitzes. Wink Martindale is an aggressive, aggressive coordinator. Now, do they have the talent to really dominate teams offensively? No, but they can make your life a living hell if you don't pick up the blitz. They will blitz they will blitz from a lot of different spots and at any situation. So more stats you need to know. Here you go. 63 blitzes on first down, 62 blitzes on second down, 48 on third. And of those 48, this is why running the ball and getting ahead of the change is important. When it's third and four and less, they're less likely to blitz. Only 16 times in that situation. So less likely there. But again, look at the numbers. They're going to blitz at any point. They like to send linebackers from the outside along with corners, getting two guys coming from the outside, dropping one of their ends on the other side, 
and they will because those ends will play in coverage. Kayvon Thibodeau will drop into coverage, which is what you want. But you know they will. So just be aware of aggressiveness. The key there is going to be how they're sliding the line and how they're using the tight ends in protection. So if you that's that's a big key. But they're obviously very well aware of that. So it's just a matter of slide the line one way, get the tight ends in their side, get yourself covered in those play action situations, and I think they will be okay. But Wink Martindale is going to dial some bleep up and they got to be ready for it. Again, coming from all over, they will play lots of man coverage behind it. That's good news for these receivers, but you got to handle the pressure first, right? So if you do that, then those receivers are going to be in a really good spot because the Giants, as you heard my interview, if you haven't heard my interview with Jordan Ronan, who covers the Giants for ESPN, go back and listen to it because he gives you really good insight into what to expect from the Giants, where they are vulnerable on defense, and it is definitely in that secondary. I think that back seven, but definitely in the secondary. Their best corner, Dory Jackson, is out. Their next best corner is Fabian Murrell, who used to, of course, be here. Nothing against Fabian, but if that's your number two, it's going to be a long – it could be – It's there, there's problems there, right? So, But, again, the pressure can offset some of that. Use play action to help beat that, too. So last week there was a play – I think it was the touchdown debates. So the benefit of the play action on that play wasn't just fooling the linebackers. The end slowed down because the end slows down. He gets to, he, if he doesn't slow down, he, he may get to Heineke right away and maybe change the throw or, or impact the throw in some way, or maybe even hit him. The play action slows him down. Get that with these ends. And I think that's why we would like to see them running the ball at those ends. Get them to know that you're coming their way and just send some play action their way. Jalen Smith will fall for that stuff. He's a super athletic, very talented linebacker, but you can fool him. They love to use that misdirection stuff on the runs with the slicing blocks by the tight ends, the action of the jet. I think they're going to have to use that a lot on Sunday because I do think you can fool their eyes with that and create some positive situations. Again, I, I go back to um, what the, what what Wink what, Mink, what Wink Martindale likes to do. That was hard for me to say. I don't know why. Anyway, there was I saw one situation was second and two. They had the safety twenty yards deep, single high, twenty yards deep. If you can can you can do something with that, whether it's play action or something, and get that attack that middle of the field, you get a situation like that. I don't like their corners covering them inside like that. So I think there's going to be stuff there for this team. And I look at. You know, I look at a guy like Jahan Dotson. Where is he? Where's he been? Four targets since he came back. He needs some more, but this is still a run-based offense. You're not going to, you shouldn't see anything change. And I don't think you should sit there and look at their giant secondary and say, oh, sit back and throw the ball. If they do that, it's a huge, huge mistake. Stay within your offense, but look, but I think within that, and they know this, there's going to be a chance for some more chunk or bigger chunk plays. Dotson could be one to watch. They have Mike McLeod in the slot. Saw him get off balance on some of his coverages. I think I like I like Dotson in that situation. So then maybe this is a game where he can get a, have a little bit more of an impact. Um, you know, maybe a little bit more of an impact. I don't think it's I don't know if it's going to be huge because you still got McLaurin and Samuel that you want to get the ball to. But maybe just maybe this is a better game for Dotson to to be more involved in the pass game. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Final one, this one we go to the defensive side of the ball, and it's simple. Watch the legs. And that's that's the legs of running back Saquon Barkley and quarterback Daniel Jones. Do I need to explain why? Barkley's a really good running back. That's why. And, of course, Jones can hurt you in that zone read, and I'll get to that in a second. Here's some stuff with Barkley. For the last five weeks, he's rushed for 53 yards or less. And you heard Jordan Ronan tell me that he thought that Barkley maybe was starting to wear down a little bit, maybe getting a couple extra days rest after the Dallas game on Thanksgiving. Maybe that helps him. You know, it could also be that, you know, the line certainly last, the last game was all banged up. I don't think it's a great, great line. I think as a pass blocking line, it's just okay. Um, But, you know, certainly getting your guys back will help him. He did have a buck 52, but it's also against Houston, which does not defend the run very well. Still, Dangerous running back. And what I like about Barkley, I like how patient he is. And you see this time and again, like the way he pressed the hole with some patience, getting guys inside and then kicking outside. Really good at that. But he's also just as really, just as good at hitting the hole, especially between the tackles, or especially between the guard and the tackle and those, and those gaps. And you know, you see him really doing a good job there. So if he thinks he's got it, he's going to hit it hard and you have to be ready. But that means just filling your gaps. And I like, I like the um, you know, he's also the other thing is he's good on the sweeps too. The Giants run the sweeps pretty well. They they execute that run game pretty well. So not, you know, just because they don't have the receiving talent, you still have to contend with that. And if you get sucked into, if you can't defend that run, I think you're going to have some problems just regardless of what talent is out the receiver, you can have some problems with them just controlling and moving the ball. Um, you can use five-man fronts against them, no doubt. And I do like Ridgeway against their center at times. I think he can play with some strength. And, you know, I've seen other nose tackles do that. Um, I think that's going to be good for them. So we'll see a good matchup inside, I think, for at left guard with for John Allen. I think he can win there. He can win anywhere. So, but he, I think he can have a really good game as well. Giants are still a good team. They do execute well, and Daniel Jones is taking care of the ball, but his legs can be a problem. So here are a couple numbers. The last couple games he's he's faced Washington. It's seven carries, 95 yards, um, seven carries, 74 yards, and then six carries, four yards. Now the nine for 95, Giants lost that game. Seven for 74, they won. And the six for four, they also won. His legs can be a problem. 
Um, one of the things, of course, we just watched Washington struggle against the zone read against Atlanta. One of the differences this week that they feel like, first of all, they feel more prepared because you just went against it. So it allowed them to, to reinforce their rules in that coverage. I know J James with Williams kind of got blamed a little bit for some of those runs. Most of the time, it wasn't his fault. He was doing what they asked him to do. There are other people responsible for getting to the outside as well. But one of the differences, so I, again, I do think that that helps them having just seen it. The other difference is when you watch Mariota versus Daniel Jones on those mesh at the mesh point, Jones is a lot flatter. So it gives him a slightly, maybe a little bit better read. Whereas Mariota, when you watch him, he'd bring that ball inside and so you, it makes you kind of commit a little bit more and then allow them to bounce. So I think with Jones, they feel like maybe they'll be in a better position the way they've handled it just because they get he's going to do it from a deeper, a little bit deeper, but also just a more a flatter, flatter uh, plane. Um, and I think that can help him. I'd like the ends, Tuhill, um, Montez Sweat. Those guys are athletic. Obviously, Montez is hugely athletic. That's good for them in a game like this. It's just a matter of do not get fooled and because Jones can hurt you. I don't think it's a, a way that you're going to lose the game necessarily, but you certainly can give up big plays, which can, you know, obviously doesn't help you. So, you know, that's something to think about. Going back to Barkley, I forgot to point this out too. Going back to what Jordan said about wearing down, in this first in Barkley's first four games, he had 12 runs for more than 10 yards. In his last seven, he's also had – 12 runs for 10 or more. So there has been a slowdown there. In those first four games, he had runs of 68, 36, 29, 40. In his last seven, it's 20, 15, 27. So there is definitely teams are playing him better. And maybe he's, they're, they're putting a lot on his shoulders and maybe there is an accumulative effect. He's still a damn good player. And just even a couple of weeks ago, he's mentioned in the discussion for MVP. So very, very much you got to worry about that guy because he's the kind of guy that you can bottle him up, bottle him up, bottle him up, boom, he's gone. That's his style. That's what he was at Penn State. It's what he's been here at times in the NFL. So anyway, there you go. The other thing they like to do too is watch those tight ends. They they like to sometimes run a slot, a fade to the tight end, but it's with the tight end kind of in a um, right lined up along the line, uh, maybe in up position, maybe in a wide position, but like to run the fade with that and get some, some advantage in the outside. If you're playing man, just run the corner off and then run the fade to the tight end. I like that play because I think it can be effective. So that's something they have to watch as well. But starts with stopping the run. That starts with stopping Barkley. Put Jones in some tough situations. He's going to want to go a lot of play action. Short throws, averages around six or 6.85 yards per attempt. Just again, not a lot of talent outside. And for you free agent, frenzied people, who freak out if there's no free agent signed on the first day of free agency. Remember Kenny Galladay. Giants signed him, big deal. Hasn't done a darn thing for them, and he's pretty much an afterthought with this team right now. Anyway, my little two cents about free agency. So there you go. Those are my keys of the game. Let's get to the prediction. I love the way this team is playing. I like the way they've responded each week, the energy that they bring. I don't think, and it's funny because it's we're getting deeper in December, right? And you know there should be a big buzz in the locker room, and I think there is. But I also think this team has been one that has really good chemistry. They've talked about it a lot, and I think you see it. And sometimes when you see that, you're like, well, you have that. It usually results in really good things. Well, 
Five weeks ago, that's what I'm thinking. Now it's starting, we're starting to see it manifest itself on the field. This group really does get along. There's always a big buzz in the locker room because I think there's just energy all over the place, and there has been for a while. But you talk to a guy like Terry McClellan, he's like, it's just fun to get out of bed when you got games like this coming up. That's what I think is a lot of fun. And it's fun for you guys to have a big game to watch and 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 root for, um, watch root for the commanders in the big game like that. So always fun. Washington, New York, fun time. My prediction is 20 to 17, Washington keeps winning. I just like the matchup here. I like if you handle the protection, I think you're going to get some big chunk plays in the pass game. And I love that the I love that they keep playing teams that where they can run against. They're, everything is playing into their strength right now, and this is another game where it does that. These games are so close. The Giants have found ways to win. They're not playing as well lately. Three out of four losses. Still a dangerous team because every time they, the Washington goes up there, it seems when Giant the Giants aren't playing well, they get better against Washington, and there's always a weird thing or two that happens early. Avoid that. Get off to a good start. Boom, boom, boom. Punch them in the mouth collect a W, go home. That's what I think is going to happen. Anyway, that's it for me. Like I said, I'll be back after the game, wrapping up whatever happens in the um, Commander's game against the Giants. So, I will talk to you next time.